Listen, I don't know what the fuck you're doing on Saturday, February 22nd, but me, Tom Brady, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, we're going to be fucking around in Boston, Massachusetts for a one-day business seminar that I'm putting on at the seaport location of Burnin' by Ray. Now, those fuckers aren't actually coming. That would be dope, though, but I'll be there. I'll fucking be there, and that should be good enough because I'm doing a six-hour business seminar from 12 to 6 p.m., and we'll do a social thing afterwards. We'll hang out and you know, you know, know, crack some beers and eat some food and all that good shit, but I'm doing a six-hour business seminar that's going to cover sales, branding, and then the new marketing funnel, what I believe and what I've been installing in gyms, my own especially, that is going to flip the current day marketing funnel on its fucking face, and I'm beyond excited. This is going to be one of my biggest things I'm pushing in 2020 is the new marketing funnel for micro gyms. I'll be going over that thing in complete depth in Boston at Burnin' by Ray, Saturday, February 22nd from 12 to 6 p.m. If you want tickets, the link is in my Instagram bio. That is the only place to get them, and there are limited seats because his studio is not like the Seaport location is great. It's just not huge, so we can only fit so many people in there. So please, don't be a fucking idiot. If you're within like a three, four, five-hour drive, make the trip up. We'll hang for six hours. I'll melt your fucking face off with fucking nuggets, and then afterwards, we'll go crack some beers, have a good time. So guys, Saturday, February 22nd, Boston, 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 fucking lobster eating Massachusetts. See you there. What it is, it is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk. Today's podcast is math-based, you fuckers. Operational capacity, we are jamming on it. So here's here is a common belief that I hope I can be one of the guys that gets credit for breaking amongst micro gym owners. As you grow the business, meaning you acquire more clients and you are getting to pay more, you know, over time, additional services, increasing prices, things of that nature, that you need to simultaneously grow your equipment and footprint. Now, in some scenarios, this is 100% appropriate because you opened up your first starter facility with 1,000 square feet, and we know you do need to increase that. In other instances, it's typically what I see it, it's absolutely, absolutely fucking ludicrous. I've got gyms that are like in 4,000, 5,000 square feet, less than 300 members, and they're literally sitting there like, no, we gotta, we gotta get bigger. Man, we're looking at this space. We're gonna take down the bay next door to us. It's gonna take us from 4,000 to 6,000. And then I'll be able to do, insert really dumb fucking business idea they heard somebody else pull off and they have no context to whatsoever. We're gonna add a sweat burn thrive class. Great, oh, okay, why? Well, because it's less intimidating than my CrossFit class. Uh. Uh, oh, okay. What? Well, why do you need? And like, I go down this entire rabbit hole as to why are you taking on two thousand square feet? Oh, Stu, don't worry. I got a rad deal. I'm only paying an extra fifteen hundred a month for that two thousand square feet. I'm like, man, that's that's actually really good price per square footage. Yeah. But my my question is why? Do you guys not get it that a business owner, a good one, a great business owner, an amazing operator, an inventive entrepreneur, a creative creator, we're resourceful, we don't need resources. Like, it's so funny, I've always talked about how I go the exact opposite direction of what everyone else is doing. Everyone I talk to is trying to get a bigger space. 
They're trying to figure out how they're going to fit in new equipment like Versa climbers or ski ergs or whatever the fuck else. These new bikes. They want to have a section for this and a section for that and a what. Do you guys not understand the model, like the micro gym model? Do you not understand why we experienced such success with it? Because the big footprint with a lot of equipment model, the globo gym model, didn't work. Now I get none of you guys are looking to do 30,000 square foot facilities and you know do a globo gym model. But as a micro gym, when you guys get into these, and I've had them, trust me, I was 70, what were we, 7,500 square feet at CrossFit South End? Way too much space. Like still, now that I look at it now with a free, you know, with a more mature, better business lens, my God, what a waste. What a fucking waste of how much space we just use. Like there's a, a local gym here in Charlotte, good guys, but they're, you know, they're the competitive crew. And those competitive kids just chew up so much of their square footage. When I talk to the operators over there and the coaches, it's just like yeah, one person over there is taking up fucking at least 300, 400 square feet with their 17-piece Ben Bergeron comp train fuckface workout. Guys, getting leaner and smaller is definitely going to be key. I don't know if you realize this. Real estate always appreciates and goes up. Even in down ticks, even in economic recessions, it always gets back up. The one thing you want to realize, especially those of you guys who are in areas that are desirable, I'm talking like good metropolitan areas, tier one, tier two cities, you you want a great location. I think we all realize location is key, right? Like some of you have made the warehouse thing work and it's probably because you got started early in the game when you could make that work. But these days, I think most of us agree, location, store frontage, being where the other popular successful stores are, being where people walk by and drive by, in today's marketing world means something. Back in the day, CrossFit gyms were able to get away with it because we didn't do any marketing whatsoever. I like I get the fucking 10-year-old CrossFit affiliate who's like, uh, I've been in a warehouse since 2007, Stu, and I've, I, like, yeah, I get it, asshole, you gotta jump start. You, you know, I don't know if you really remember what I do. I'm working with a gym now in 2017, 18, 19, 20, who is having to do Facebook marketing. I get you grew up in that era and you were able to establish the first 250 clients without it. That's not the case anymore, Gramps. Good locations are like, again, the best businesses in the world don't set up shop in the back of a fucking industrial warehouse, right? In the back of an industrial park. So you have gyms now that realize they need to be in prime locations. Prime locations are expensive, especially in tier one and tier two cities. So square footage needs to be small. It's crazy like how much, like I just went to a five foot barbell, five feet. I went from a standard barbell to a 72 inch barbell, now to a 60 inch barbell. We are literally getting as small and small as possible. I got rid of the hanging overhead pull up bars because they were four feet long. And a pair of gymnastics rings hanging overhead takes up 16 inches. The operational capacity that I'm pushing on you guys might not apply to you. And again, hopefully you've already turned off the podcast if if this isn't for you. But I'm telling you, this idea that as you get bigger in business revenue and you grow, that you get bigger in space too is fucking insane. You become more resourceful. You guys need to be thinking of ways to do more with less. Any asshole can grow to 200 members and think of ways to buy more equipment so that people aren't inconvenienced and have to wait for a rower or so they could run this one really cool kind of workout. Any asshole can do that, can be wasteful. 
Show me the guys that are fucking creatively conservative with operational capacity. Like, uh, I don't know, the Orange Theory, Barry, Shred 415, fucking Metabolics, Alchemies, Urban Movements. I love that I just fucking threw my name in there with those fucking behemoths. I'm just going to keep doing that. Just keep slipping it in there. You got you to gotta visualize the shot going in, guys. You got to visualize the shot going in. It's good self-talk. Um, but no, you. I mean, like, you look at these models that just do amazing things. Like, I feel bad for anyone who was not able to make it out to the Self-Made Summit, and I don't feel bad for anyone who just doesn't see the value in looking at other models because everyone who came out to the Self-Made Summit got to see other models, and I Metabolic is the one I keep going back to how amazing they use 2,500 square feet and they have more people in one day than you probably do in four. Operational capacity is not something that just this douchebag, redheaded fuckface talks about on the podcast. It is something that every single one of you needs to learn because things are getting more expensive. Marketing is getting more expensive. Rent is getting more expensive. Salaries for coaches because the cost of living is getting more expensive. And if you think that growth for you is like, well, no, you know, we get to 150 members, we're going to get five more rowers. I want the PM5 model. Shut the fuck up. It's insane. I've got gyms that have less than 250. Like, again, a vo- like a volume-based model. Like, I even look like, like Kalipa. Kalipa does this math. He goes one, um, what is it, 10 clients per 100 square feet or, yeah, 10 clients per 100 square feet, I think is that, or something, I don't know, it's something to that degree. Or 100 clients for 1,000 square feet, yeah, it's something to that effect. But ultimately, it comes out that it's a fuck ton of clients. It's a volume model. Now, he doesn't do PT first officially, so he's got to be volume. But then if you guys that do group only, It's one of the new courses at Microgym University is going to be PT first sales versus group only sales. Um, Not only have we made the transition from PT first to group because of the model I'm growing, but I I do. I work with a lot of gyms that can't do PT first because of their operational capacity and the type of studio they're in. And so I needed a solution for those gyms as well. So uh, any of you guys um, interested, that is a new course car, a new sub course coming to Microgym University. But I really just want you guys to be thinking, being a lean business, not only like your expenses, like, you know, are you, you know, do you have six Netflix fucking subscriptions on your business account? Are you wasting money on this, that, or the other thing? You know, I had a fucking gym owner message me the other day about fucking, well, where did you, uh, where'd you get cut? Where do I get custom candles? I heard you talking about it. I know Alchemy does it. And then I go look up their gym and they're a fucking raw CrossFit gym. I'm like, bro, the fuck are you getting custom candles for? You got fucking shit all over the floor. Your place is dirty. You don't need custom candles. You need custom fucking mops. Clean that shit, motherfucker. Like, again, like this wastefulness. Like, in this entire podcast, I, I, need, to, I need to label it something like being lean and being resourceful is going to be the mark of the winning micro gyms. I mark my fucking words. Those of us that are able to be resourceful with less will win. This, I like, it's crazy. You guys know I see the QuickBooks of gyms. The line items that people have for new equipment every year, fucking unreal. Well, Stu, how do we reinvest in our community? First off, God damn it, you should have a clientele base that isn't so, like, I, 
Okay, this is not for me to say. It's your clientele base. But when you have a clientele base that comes to you and is like, hey, uh, I know these assault bikes are perfectly fine, but I did see Rogue started making their own Echo Bike, and I heard that the calories are a lot better on that one, and I want to switch. Jesus Christ, keep those CrossFit Kool-Aid drinking cocksuckers. Like, a, you should need to get rid of them. You think these spin? You think the success? You know, the Orange Theory. And someone comes up like, uh, I noticed that we have the uh, the Woodway XL three fifty, but I really did some research and I think the Woodway XL four fifty would be better for my joy. No, they come in, they work out, they pay, they get the fuck out. Fucking clients like, are we getting a new yoke? A new yoke? No, like, and you make me want to shove you into traffic. Some of you guys have created the culture where you have a clients that are like wanting or requesting this CrossFit Games equipment or this obnoxious shit. And again, that's your fault. You created that clientele. But you as a business owner need to realize that running lean and being resourceful is the winning mark. And anything less is going to push you further away than whatever financial goal. And that's just fact. No, if I buy this equipment, we're going to have more money. No, you're not. Nobody's joining your gym because you have more equipment. You have a loud minority of nine douchebags in your gym that want you to buy the fucking uh, Donnie Thompson fat bells, that want you to buy fucking stubby axle bars, that want Caracote colored barbells and pull-up bars. They want the new GHD. Like, fuck off. And then gym owners that give into this because they're just assholes. They just don't understand that you know their job is to grow a business, not concede to their friends in the clubhouse. Think about it, guys. As you grow every year, if you put an extra, if you're putting in five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars every year into more equipment, more equipment, and maybe it's not even more. It's like replacing old because you let people drop the bars from overhead because it's a rite of passage, douchey thing, right? Like, fair enough. Just, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of you aren't making as much money as you want. And, I, and that's what this podcast essentially is. And my goal is to help you guys do better. And all I see sometimes is this fucking, it's like you guys are trying to shoot yourselves in the foot. You've got this amazing 4,000 square foot spot. And maybe if you were more creative with the equipment, maybe if you got rid of those two sets of jerk blocks, maybe if you thought about the layout. Maybe if you didn't have a Romwad session, like section that fucking eight people use out of all two hundred members, like there's more, there's other ways to skin this cat and grow this business without growing those expenses of rent and equipment. It's just like it, you know, and, and uh, it's crazy because I even have clients of mine and gyms I work with that try to hide it from me. They're like I know Stu's anti new equipment. I don't want him to know. Yell at me. I'm like, it's your gym, man. I'm happy for you. Whatever you do with it. And I don't care that you buy new equipment. It's cool buying new equipment. I'm fuck. I'm sell I'm selling off all of our short 70-inch barbells to get the 50-inch ones. I sold off every med ball we have. We're buying other equipment with it. I get like I understand all that. I just what I want is the root cause of it. And I want you guys to realize that being lean, it's a fucking must. You guys have got to run lean. You've got to become resourceful. There will be time, like again, it's just a good practice. You'll you'll see yourself doing it in other aspects of your business and it will be one of the things that absolutely saves you in tough times, trust me. So anyway, guys, give me some feedback on this. Let me know what you think. Are you running lean? Are you not? Are, and if you're not, why, you know, give me your, you know, your, your resounding argument as to why you don't run lean and 
Um, I'd love to hear more about it. Guys, have a great, great fucking day.